Hello, everybody, and welcome to Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Tony, unfortunately, we're talking about a White Sox loss to the hated Northside Cubs. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen better ball games, Johnny. Uh, first off, welcome back from vacation. Um, I'm sure this isn't the welcome home party that you had anticipated when you were driving back, but uh, here we are tonight. Um, the beer still tastes good, so that's uh, we got we got that going for us. Yeah, you got to take positives where you can here. Yeah, no, thanks. Uh, it was a good time uh, up in the north woods of Wisconsin. Uh, good week. Celebrate the 4th up there. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I was wish, I was hoping I was uh, coming back and talking about a White Sox winner here tonight. But, um, you know, that's the way it goes. I told you, uh, you took my tickets for Thursday. So you're at the ballpark and you texted me um, when you were, you know, just about to get out of there. And the White Sox were uh, getting beat pretty handily by Detroit at the time. I was like, well, what would you expect uh, whenever we get close to that 500 mark? You know, it's going to be back down the roller coaster. So that's the way it goes with the White Sox, Tone. Yeah, we are. We are definitely on one of those back down slides after that amazing doubleheader. I don't know if you caught any of that while you were up there, but. Um, you know, you have this amazing doubleheader and a Bray walk off, and then you go into that Fourth of July game. You get tossed around a little bit by a Detroit off day. I thought they were going to come in pretty well rested. I figured that they needed that day off. You got Giolito on the mound, second time facing the Cubs, and obviously they took good notes about the first time they beat him up at Wrigley. And you just saw not the same version of Giolito that we saw for that amazing stretch that he had that had him. You know, in Cy Young talks, um, this has been a little bit of a rough stretch for Lucas. Uh, I don't know what that is. His mechanics looked off tonight. Uh, Sean Roberts, our guy, he uh, was a guest on Shy Sox Weekly um, a few episodes back. He actually, you know, he, he pointed out that the mechanics looked really bad today. He was tipping his pitches a little bit, um, maybe looked nervous in the spotlight. I don't know what it is, but the Cubs just seem to have Lucas Giolito's number. This was not a good ball game for the White Sox. A couple mental mistakes. Uh, the bats were somewhat there, but couldn't couldn't get runners in in, uh, in opportune times. And you get beat by the Cubs here in front of your home crowd or part of your home crowd. I mean, the stadium looked like it was full of Cubs <laughs> fans today. So, yeah, it's just not a good look for the White Sox in their first uh, foray back on national television on Fox tonight. Um, just yeah, not a good not a good ball game. What do they call that? Not great, Bob. Yeah, I think not, that qualifies. Not great, Bob. No, definitely. That fifth inning was the opposite of great, Tony. Um, that was bad. You know, you talk about Lucas Giolito, uh, whether he's tipping his pitches or mechanics off. Um, I think the guy, the guy's just overexerting way too much in that fifth inning. I mean, he walked three straight there uh, to start that. You know, he didn't even record an out in the fifth. Um, it, it was it was sloppy, and then even uh, who was it? Evan Marshall that came in, yeah, and he was he was sloppy too. Two walks there. Um, it was not look like Evan Marshall. No, it did not look like Evan Marshall. No, not not at all. And uh, I mean, Lucas Giolito there too. Just like I said, you know, you're you're putting yourself in a terrible position there. Uh, three walks to load the bases, and then what? Schwarber comes up with a little dink double on the left field line. Uh, Hawk would say a uh, Kansas City special. Um, and, and they talk, you know, it was funny watching the broadcast with uh, Len Casper and AJ Pierzynski. And, you know, Len Casper talks about, oh, so far the hit of the game, Kyle Schwarber's double. And then AJ's like, yeah, the hit of the game is only like a 125 foot uh, little double that barely, you know, gets over the uh, uh, infield dirt and lands down the line perfectly. So um, it was just frustrating overall, Tony. 
Yeah, it was a very frustrating game. That's that's absolutely a good way to put it there. I just, that fifth inning, man, I just keep going back to it. I don't know, like you said, I don't know if it was the mechanics, the maybe just Lucas Giolito in, in a big spotlight. What I didn't like is that you see him walk those three batters. At some point, you would have expected them to pull the plug on Lucas Giolito. Obviously, they eventually go to Evan Marshall, but... He just he he was showing signs of of wear and tear there a little bit early. Um, obviously, Giolito's been the man all season, but I mean it did, that inning just felt like it went on forever. I think it went like 38 minutes before Lester came back to take the mound again. That's just yep. way too long, uh, especially for a guy to be out there just laboring. Um, I don't know I don't know who else you would have went to there. Uh, obviously, Marshall didn't look good. You eventually go to. Jace Fry, who he looked phenomenal, uh, didn't give up a hit tonight, got through an inning and two thirds. Uh, he did strike out one batter. He walked one, but just, man, you start to get into some of these, these bad innings like this and you're looking for the double play to get out of it. It just felt like it took forever. Um, the one thing that started to bother me a little bit, I don't know if you picked up on this. Eloy was, I don't want to say he was lazily going towards some of these balls, but there just didn't seem to be a lot of effort, a lot of hustle getting to the ball and picking it up right away. He wasn't the only one doing this in the outfield today, but it just seemed like they were kind of forfeiting some of these runs. Maybe they weren't exactly opportune plays to go throw somebody out at the plate, but just get to the ball and get it in quick. I'm tired of that lackadaisical kind of look that's out there in the outfield some of these some on some of these balls that that lazy one for sure um that just got over Moncada's head it just seemed like he just kind of walked up to it and picked it up um you saw a couple of plays bobbled in the outfield tonight uh you saw it on both sides but there's just something about getting to the ball and getting it back in you know maybe you cut down a runner somewhere uh not allow an extra base at some point in time the ability to make an extra play somewhere it just kind of seemed like they they were defeated before you know the game was even over uh, I don't like that kind of lackadaisical effort. Obviously, Eloy's here for his bat, not for his glove, but uh, just something that I picked up on. I don't know how, yeah, I, I don't I, know how you felt I, about that. I agree with you 100%, Tony. It looked, you know, it was just lazy. That's what it was. And granted, those runs are probably already coming in um, by the time Eloy gets his arms not, you know, anything special. So he's not, like, gunning guys, you know, down right. uh, on a line from, you know, the left field line uh, all the way home. That's not happening. I understand that. But it's just the fundamentals of it. Um, I hate, hate to just preach that because this isn't Little League. But, I mean, it's just something that you learn there. You get it, you get the ball, you get it back in, um, and actually hustle to the play. Um, yeah, I know just, you kind of want to take some time to you want you do want to look up to you know look over your options, see where the runners are, see if somebody is calling for you know a uh, throw to second instead if you're already conceding those runs. Um, but it, like Eloy took so long on that one. I, I think yeah, it was that Schwarber one down the um, yeah down the left field line that same play, and he just took so long. Uh, getting the ball into his, you know, first of all, he puts it in his glove to like, kind of like double clutch. Right. Then he kind of makes like a lazy throw in. And I'm not saying he would have gotten Schwarber, but at least make it, you know, if you're already conceding those two runs, those are in. Okay. I understand that it's not realistic and you're probably going to give up another base if you do throw all the way home, but get it back into, um, you know, Lurie Garcia there, whoever's cutting off 
uh, or get it right back into second base. Maybe you have a chance to get someone who's not a good runner like Kyle Schwarber. So, um, I mean, I hate to be in this situation, Tony, where we're just nitpicking little stuff like this, but it is. It's annoying, um, and we shouldn't have to for you know guys like this. Uh, he's not. He's obviously not there for his glove, but hey, you, you don't uh, need your glove to at least make an effort. You know. No, I mean, and this isn't the only time I've noticed it. You know, I've noticed it in games that we've won, um, where it's just kind of make it look like you're out there caring. You know what I mean? That's that's what I'm that's what I'm kind of getting at is is at least give enough effort. You know, you you kind of see him walk into the play, and then like you said, he puts it in his glove. Then he then he's got to make the transition, and he makes this kind of lazy throw in. You know, at that point in time, that you're not getting anybody up. Maybe if you if you run over to that ball. And you fire it right back into second base. Even if you concede those runs and you just fire that ball back into second base, maybe you stop Kyle Schwarber at a single because he sees you running at the ball instead of just kind of trotting over. Um, You know, there was the other play earlier in the game where uh, uh, there was a lazy fly ball out there. Eloy lost it in the sun. You know, same kind of just lazy effort throw back in. You know, I'm not asking for for him to be going 110% on every single ball out there risking injury or anything, but you know, just if if you're known as a hustle guy out in the outfield, just having that in the opponent's mind, they know that you're running after the ball and that you're going to fire it back in. Maybe they don't take you take you for that extra base every time. Maybe they're a little bit more yeah. cautious. You know, this this type of stuff winds up in a scouting report. And you know guys are going to be running on Eloy all over the place in left field. And it's not like the Sox have a bunch of guys out in the outfield right now that are going to be cutting runners down all over the place. So I'm just tired of seeing the the opponents take extra bases on the White Sox every time that there's a ball into the outfield. It seems to happen a lot. It's something that I think they really need to work on. Um, I don't know if, if Eloy's exactly going to do that ever. But it's just it's one of those things, like I said, that I've I've picked up on. Not the only uh, hustle play that we missed out on tonight. The end of the game, Jose Abreu dropped third strike. Ball goes almost all the way to the backstop. In fact, it may have. Um, Jose Abreu standing at home plate. Uh, it took him about three or four seconds to even realize that the ball was behind him, and he starts trotting down to first. You never know. Um, that ball gets by the catcher. You, you got to be running to first base, especially in the last out of the ball game. Um, again. Jose's probably thinking, I want to hit the home run as soon as he strikes out, thinks ball game's over. Uh, easy, easy to make an excuse here for for a lapse in judgment, but you know that you're out there trying to win ball games. This was a this was another opportunity. You know, at least go have Contreras make a challenging throw to first base, and you never know what happens. You get McCann, Eloy back up there. Who knows? The, the inning could have been extended. Um, just a bunch of little things. Like you said, I don't want to be so nitpicky, but there was a bunch of plays in this game today, Johnny, that I felt like the Sox weren't given full effort. Um, and it's it's bothersome. It is bothersome because we know this team's better. You talk about a roller coaster, we've well, seen the highs. These are some of the lows. These are some of these mental mistakes, some of these lack of efforts that uh, that are the difference between uh, a playoff team and a team that, that you know is competing for a wild card spot. And I want to see that change. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I, th- I think that's a great uh, way to phrase it, all of that. Um, I was going to touch on the Jose Abreu play as well. Um, you know, it's pretty ironic that A.J. Pierzynski is the one up in the booth calling this. He's probably, you know, gritting his teeth looking at that. Obviously, he has to show some sort of uh, neutrality on the broadcast, but he's probably like, you know, I would have been going uh, – the instant that mm-hmm. I, I so even if the catcher would have caught it, he would have been running down to first base. Um, exactly. You know, uh, that, that kind of stuff. Um, well, and again, I, I know that's not Jose Abreu's game, 
but you know you got to have some of that type of effort, man. Like those are the players that that win you ball games on crazy plays like that. That's what we loved about AJ mm-hmm. Brzezinski. You know, he he wasn't a fast guy either. You know, it, yeah. by any stretch just of the, the imagination, effort. it's just effort. It, there's there's a, I'm not saying there's a lack of effort with this team all the time. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm talking. We're talking about the guy that just won, won a game for you in extra innings uh, on a walk off home run. But, you know, you're not always going to hit that home run. I think after the game he came out and said, uh, you know, I was looking for the home run here to tie the ball game. Well, that's great, Jose, but you had an opportunity to be on first base. And, you know, yeah. extending that inning just an extra batter. Um, you know, you got James McCann. You got Eloy Jimenez coming up in that stretch. Uh, things could have been different. Yeah, absolutely. They could have. Um, and it's just – it's the, uh, you know, the – it's the final out of the game. You know, why, why not try and uh, make that eff- extra effort there? Um, if you get thrown out like you did, but you gave good effort, then, okay, whatever. You did your best. Uh, you fought down to the very last, you know, second. Um, that's what I would like to see. I know these guys are probably – now this is another point to bring up. You know, it's getting to the All-Star break here. We have one more game before the All-Star break. Um, these guys are probably, you know, a little bit gassed, I would imagine so. Um, it's only natural with the, the long grind of a 162-game MLB season. Um, but then you think about it and say, oh, these guys are gassed already. I know that everyone needs their time off to kind of rest and rejuvenate. But you don't want to see this kind of stuff carry on into the second half. And I'm not saying it absolutely will, but um, the mentality has just got to be better, I think. Well, and here's the other thing, Johnny. Um, they had two off days this week. You know, they, they had yeah. two off days this week. And a third built in with the with a rainout, um, so it's not like they played a ton of baseball this week. I, in my opinion, it, it, this should have been a full full on effort game, um, especially coming off an off day on Friday. I yeah, don't know you if they were strong going into the break. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they were you know out partying or whatever. Uh, I know Tim Anderson threw a, a little block party for some kids, but he wasn't playing today. I don't know what everybody else was doing. It just seemed kind of lackadaisical today. Um, not the kind of effort you want to see against the Cubs. Obviously, this is just another game to the White Sox. Um, just like every game they play, you got to show up, you got to play hard. But um, especially in front of a packed house uh, on the South Side tonight, you just you national that, TV too. In national TV. This was a good chance for the White Sox to kind of you know show what they're about. And I feel like this was a very big missed opportunity, especially for a guy like Lucas Giolito who's going into his first All Star appearance. You know, Johan Moncada. Uh, a brave, just just the whole team in general. National television, you don't get that that spotlight very often. The Sox have been playing great baseball. This could have been a coming out party game for them. This could have been a good opportunity to show people around around the United States. This is the White Sox. This is the up and coming team. We just kicked our crosstown rivals' ass, and tonight they just got their ass kicked. So. <laughs> I think that's why it's frustrating to me. Yeah, is they they showed they showed that White Sox team on a national on a national scale that you know the the team that you and I are talking about after these losses where we're super frustrated about just different things. Um, you know, you saw you saw I think it was Cordell trying bunt for a single at some point in there. Um, you know, just weird random Ricky stuff that was going on there too today. Um, you know, this is this is not the the White Sox that we see when we're at the top of the roller coaster. This is this was the the kind of falling White Sox as we're going down the roller coaster, uh, and and that's not the version I wanted to show up today. Like you said, finish the finish it strong at the break. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I just hope we get a better effort tomorrow because we get that same same White Sox effort we had today. It's it's not going to look good. We're going to be we're going to be back heading down that roller coaster even further. Yeah. So what, one guy that I know we we've been piling it on uh, on the White Sox tonight. You know, effort kind of makes us uh, in a grumpy mood like that. But one guy we'll give credit to when you're talking about guys who showed up on the national uh, stage was Yohan Moncada. Uh, two for three, two runs, one driven in, walked twice as well. Um, I mean, this guy's on fire lately. What is this, 12, uh, 12, 12 game, game hit streak now, yep. Tony? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, major props to you on Mancata showing up. He had that, um, he got us on the board with that ground rule double. Or, no, it was, excuse me, uh, he, he got the inning going there with the ground rule double. And then, yeah, Bray, uh, you drove him in. A Bray, yeah, Bray, you drove him in. So, yeah, but, you know, he, he gets the party going there, um, finally gets us on the board. So, um, credit to you on Mankata, and hey, stay hot. Hopefully he can do that. Um, you know, hopefully the all-star break doesn't slow him down. I don't think he will. Looks like he's got it figured out, Tony. The guy's betting, uh, you know, 308 now, uh, 909 OPS, so... Um, all, all good things from you on Mankata. So I am pleased with that, definitely. And I was also pleased with um, some guys that I wasn't really um, expecting uh, in the bullpen to lock it down as well as they did. But, hey, they gave us a chance. And you talk about guys that were actually fighting till the end. Yep. Um, these guys, I'll, I'll give credit to uh, Jace Fry especially, mm-hmm. eating up that middle part there um, with the one and two-thirds um you know, spotless Juan Manaya, he gave a hit, but you know, no damage. And then Josh, o- Josh Osich, Jesus, that name is tough. <laughs> um, uh, he, he pitched a inning in two thirds as well. Um, two strikeouts. So it, that, that was, uh, one, you know, we like to harp on the negatives and it's really easy to do that, especially with how the past couple of years of white Sox baseball have gone, Tony. It's even but easier when you get I, beat I by the Cubs, a, man. It's even easier. I know. Yeah, I think it's important to uh, point some of that stuff out because uh, that's, you know, what I usually would refer to as the uh, bullpen B squad there at the end. Um, Yeah, it was it was bullpen B squad day and bullpen B squad actually looked better as a collective, in my opinion, than what you got out of your A starting pitcher today. Um, I mean, obviously, the bullpen, no runs were actually charged to Evan Marshall, which is. Amazing because he didn't even go well, he didn't even record an out. Um, but the bullpen, no runs uh, as a collective, um, nothing, nothing earned. They did walk a few batters, I think it was about four, but you, you got through pretty much the back half of this ball game scoreless, and that should have put you in a position. I mean, they stopped the bleeding at six runs. Um, obviously, that fifth inning just really kills you, but. They they actually let the White Sox have a chance in this ballgame. I wouldn't say the White Sox were ever out of it. Um, you know, they come up, they put that two spot up in the seventh. Obviously, they had they had a chance there at the end of the ballgame to uh, put some runs on the board and make it even closer. They weren't out of this ballgame. Um, you're within three runs, this White Sox offense. All they need to do is just string together a few hits. We've seen it before. This team knows how to come back. They know how to battle. I hate that, you know, that the Ricky's boys don't quit full mantra, Johnny, but it, it is kind of true. It has been playing out um, a lot this season where this team can battle back. And, you know, you, you saw a little bit of fight. Obviously, we talked a lot about, you know, some lackadaisical stuff, but they were never really out of this ball game, which, uh, you know, they could have rolled over. This could have been a lot uglier than it was. 
yeah, I mean, if you get a little bit, just a little bit of production from the bottom half of that lineup there, um, I mean, you're probably sitting a little bit prettier. Uh, if you don't, you know, go better than one for seven runners in scoring position, don't leave nine on. Um, these are, now we're back to the negatives here. But, you know, you, you had your chances is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, little bit of news, Johnny, uh, before we get into tomorrow. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of getting a little bit over talking about this this loss tonight because we could we could probably harp on some of these negatives but a little bit of news uh today uh, it was announced that uh after the all-star break uh our guy Luis Robert Robert however we want to pronounce his last name Lou Bob uh what do they call him the Pantera La, La Pantera, La Pantera uh, all the different names that you get for this guy he's heading to AAA Charlotte um and we'll see what he does he just absolutely tore it up down in AA and now he's on his way to AAA for the second half. There's a chance we probably see this guy at some point, maybe a September call-up if uh, if he continues on this torrid pace that he's been uh, tearing up the minor leagues. Uh, so exciting news for another top White Sox prospect. Johnny, any thoughts on, on Robert's performance so far this year and the promotion? I think the numbers at Double A speak for themselves. He just, like you had said, just tore through it. There was nothing keeping him there anymore. He did his time. What he was uh, was a representative for Birmingham on that, even though he was only there for a little bit before. He was just playing so well, so he was a representative for Birmingham on that Southern League All Star team. you know, it, major props to him. It's good to see him finally healthy. I think that's the biggest thing, Tony, because um, he probably could have been, you know, a part of this team already had he stayed, you know, had been healthy all of last season and yep. stayed on that, you know, kind of rate of moving up through the different levels of the minors. So um, it, it's fun to finally see guys like that um, just stay healthy, man. That, that's the biggest thing uh, we need out of Luis Robert. Obviously, you want to see the numbers continue at that type of pace, um, if not the same, similar. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's exciting because you're finally starting to see these major pieces. What, in 2017, we signed them um, out of the uh, uh, in Dominican. And uh, it was kind of like, oh, man, this kid's, you know, he's such a physical specimen. When are we finally going to actually get to see him? And it's it's soon, very mm-hmm. soon, Tony. I, I agree with you. I think uh, it, it could possibly be a September call-up. But um, if not, I, I would say he's gone into at least challenge for a spot on the uh, opening day roster out of spring training next year. Absolutely. And, and this lineup that we see right now is only going to get better as some of these pieces. I think we all know that as some of these pieces arrive, um, you're starting to lose some of these automatic outs. I mean, just think about the lineup now versus a couple months ago. Um, you know, you had Yonder Alonso in there making automatic outs. Uh, you know, it's, you got John Jay in there now and it's for, for as much shit as we want to give John Jay for being, you know, here for obvious, obvious reasons, the same reasons that Yonder Alonso is here. Jay's been fairly productive so far in his in his stint in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's he's a good bat in the lineup. He he, he gets on base. Um, he's driven in some runs. He, he's just better than other options that we've had. You, you know, you got Daniel Palka called up. You don't see him in the lineup every day because these guys are actually having decent games and they're stringing together hits. You see Ryan Cordell put up a multi home run game. Um, you're starting to see that little transition. Obviously, Ryan Cordell's and the Charlie Tilsons of the world aren't exactly the the, the prized prospects that we want to see develop into you know full time major leaguers. But you know, we started this year. We had Adam Engel out there. You know, mm-hmm. so you know you started to see some of the, this transition into better players, better product on the field. 
Uh, you're starting to see fans show at the ballpark. It's it's just been it's been a good transition where we're finally I think as an organization on that little bit of an upswing uh, where we're starting to see the lights at the end of the tunnel here. Um, obviously, we had Dylan Cease called up this week. You know, you just you're starting to see a lot more of these guys arrive. Um, at first, it started slower with you know Yohan Moncada. You got Michael Kopech. You know, it, it was it was a very slow pace. This year, we've had a few big names come through. Um, and there's a, there's a possibility like we talked about for, for more. Um, I think we can, we can finally move on and talk a little bit about tomorrow's ball game, Johnny. Um, who do we got starting pitching wise? Uh, so for the White Sox, Ivan Nova is going to take the mound, uh, against Kyle Hendricks for the Cubs. This will be Hendricks second start back, um, since he was on an IL stint, uh, for a little bit there. Uh, he started, I think it was a rain shortened game. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong on this but i was you know out of touch for the week but i I believe he started in a rain shortened game at pittsburgh um earlier this week and then uh nova is looking for his first home win still tony so that's uh not great bob well nova (laughs) ended up pitching pretty well against the cubs in his last stint um over at wrigley um about probably about the closest thing to a home win that you can you can get for nova so uh, maybe he takes that and, and does this. I mean, last last time we were up against the Cubs, uh, we had penciled the, the Nova game as our loss and the Giolito game as our win. We got the same pitchers just in reverse. Let's hope that the uh, the same thing pans out here. Um, obviously, if we were if we were going in, you and I talking about this. I know Buzz and I talked about this yesterday uh, as we previewed the series. You know, I thought I thought about the I thought about the sweep. I didn't want to piss the baseball gods off. We were teetering on it. I thought Lucas Giolito was going to come out today and be, you know, lights out. Obviously, same result for Giolito as he got last time over at Wrigley. Uh, so let's expect the same result that we got from Nova. I think it's, uh, I think there's a good chance that the White Sox will come out and win this ball game tomorrow, um, get Nova that first home win, and, and go back into the break strong. If we're talking about that roller coaster, it's time for it to head back up a little bit. Um, you know, two bad games. Let's go back and get one. Let's split the series uh, and go into the break happy. Yeah, it, I need it. I'm going to be there. Um, I don't want the uh, Cubs fans to, uh, you know, drown us out. Uh, any of that. I know they'll probably have the advantage uh, fan-wise because those, those guys scoop up tickets like crazy. Um come down maybe they actually want to see a nice ballpark for once um so you know uh <laughs> i uh i will be there in attendance so yes let's get a win for my sake and for the white sex sake uh you know a little confidence going into the break because uh they're going out west afterward um after that all-star break they open up a series in oakland and tony i don't know about you but for me just some childhood memories the West Coast road trips oh. were always such a nightmare because it would be like growing up, like you know, like in like you know, whatever fourth, fifth grade, I, I get to stay up late and watch the you know the nine o'clock start. Then we're just getting shelled by Oakland, Seattle, whoever it is out west, the Angels, whoever it was. Um, you know, come like the third inning, ball game's pretty much already over. So um, I'd like to see a win over a big rival to help. Uh, you know, like I said, leave a good taste in their mouth. Uh, heading into this all-star break yeah I, i'm with you there um i'm gonna go uh pick to click here johnny um you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go take Moncada just because i want to see that 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 hitting streak reach 13 games to go close out this first half um obviously in my opinion an all-star snub this guy's been playing lights out at third base all year 
just so much improvement in Moncada's game over last year. Uh, I said it with Buzz the other day. This guy defines superstar. If there's a ball player in Chicago who is somebody that I would love to build my franchise around, it's Yon Moncada. And, you know, just excellent first half. Let's finish it strong for him especially. I'd like to see him go yard one more time in Chicago before we head out west and we don't see him home for a while. Um, pick to click, Yon Moncada. I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I mean, Johan's pretty much a strong bet um, with how he's been hitting lately for any game. Um, doesn't matter, you know, who he's going up against. If he's batting righty, lefty, uh, it hasn't phased him at all. So nope. I like that pick a lot, Tony. Um, I'm going to go with, um, well, let's see. I'll take uh, James McCann tomorrow um, if he's in the lineup. Another uh, guy. Yeah, another guy that's had a very strong first half job there. So, yeah. So take the um, all-star. If somehow he's not, um, I, I doubt they would rest him on the last day before. But um, you never know. Um, if if he doesn't, then just give me his uh, whoever the replacement is, and there's Zach Collins most likely. So, all right, I like it. I definitely like it. So hopefully we're talking about a winner tomorrow. I hope you have a good time at the ballpark to bring home a win. Um, that's it for us tonight at Zach's on Tap. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show, despite the outcome, as they like to say. Uh, Johnny, let's go White Sox. Let's go White Sox.